What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one we're going to discuss when to use the first wildcard chip. So could game week 17 be a good time to use it? What are the reasons to save it for later? And I'll go through the draft as well. So if you enjoyed the video, make sure to give it a like. Hit that subscribe button to help me hit 390k before the game week 17 deadline. And let's jump into it. So before we get into the draft, let's go through some thoughts about when you might want to use the first wildcard chip if you haven't already, because time is starting to run out. Now, for a while, I've been saying that if you've had no need to use the chip, you might as well save it until game week 19. The reason for that is we were hoping that Man City and Brentford might double in game week 20. And if they did, Haaland would have had Brentford at home and Sheffield United at home. You'd probably want to triple captain him for that. And you can't use two chips in the same week. So therefore, you'd use the wild card in 19 to set up for that double to also allow you to use the triple captain in game week 20. But as it stands, that double hasn't been announced. Now, it's not it's not impossible that it could still happen, but it's very unlikely given the short turnaround between now and when that double might have happened in game week 20. So it looks like it's probably off the table. Therefore, you don't need to save your wild card until 19 to set up for that double. And if you wanted to, you could use it a little bit earlier. So basically, if you've still got the chip, you can use it in 17 this week, 18, which is the blank for Man City and Brentford, 19 or game week 20 is the last week you can use it. Now, this always feels like the Bart Simpson meme, you know, say the line, but it is team dependent, right? You might be going into game week 17 without any injuries, without any suspensions. You've got, uh, you know, 14 to 15 players that have all got their place in the side. You're not worried about minutes and stuff like that. In that case, you might as well just leave the chip a little bit later and see if anything else happens over Christmas and maybe just wildcard in game weeks 19 or 20. But if you've got Matty Cash lost his place, Trippier suspended, your backup on the bench is Charlie Taylor. He's also suspended. You've got injuries. Maybe you've got Ezap, but you're worried about Wilson being back. You know, maybe Harlan's out and you've got him and you want to redistribute the funds. Whatever it might be, then now is more reason to use that wild card earlier. I can't sit here and tell you when to use it, but that's what I'll be looking at. Can you get through game week 17 without major issues? If yes, maybe save it until later. If not, just use it now. I don't think you're going to get huge benefit from saving it till 18, 19, or 20. But of course, stuff could happen, right? You could have another five different injuries over Christmas. You just don't know, right? So it's all going to depend on what your team is looking like. I think wildcarding now also lets you easily cover blank game week 18 with a much stronger squad than a lot of people will have because I'm not really going to be in a position where I have like two to three players from Man City, but I've still got some weak players on my bench that I'm going to have to play in 18. And Man City have really good fixtures after the blank as well. So preferably I'd like to have one or two, but I'm probably going to be in a position where that isn't going to happen. So I do think wildcarding in game week 17 now looks quite strong. Um, I think in terms of the team you pick, like now or 19 or 20, there's probably not going to be huge differences. I guess the longer, or sorry, the later you leave it, obviously the closer you get to game week 20, the closer you are to African Cup of Nations and the Asia Cup. And therefore, you might go with less players that are going to go away. Whereas right now, you'd probably still have Salah. You'd still have Son, maybe even one other. But if you wildcarded in game week 20, one game week before everyone goes away, maybe you would just get rid of all those players and take the risk for one week. So that's probably the biggest difference. But overall, the core players in your squad, like Arsenal players, Man City players, Spurs players, they're probably going to be in regardless of whether you go now 19 or 20. I think you could wildcard in game week 18 if you really needed it. But I don't feel like wildcard in a blank game week is usually the best way. The other thing to think about is Haaland, right? 
Now, at the time of recording, we still don't know if he's going to be available for game week 17. The latest update we have from Pep is that he's going to be back at Man City on Thursday, and then they'll assess him. But some people seem to have taken that that he's going to be back fit on Thursday. But no, he's just going to be back at the club. Then they'll assess him, and then they'll know whether he's going to be available for Palace. I still think it's more likely that he misses that game. And so, if you've got Haaland, you've got two options. You either wildcard now and go without him, which if I was wildcarding this week and he wasn't available for 17 is probably what I would do. Or, if you think that's too risky, you're just not prepared to do that, you could take him out of your team with transfers and then wildcard him back in in 19 or 20. And I guess that just comes down to what kind of FPL manager you are. So, in terms of what the best week is to use it, there is no straightforward answer to that because it's going to depend on your team. But going now is not an issue unless that double gets announced in game week 20. And the longer it takes for that to happen, the less likely it is. And at this point, I'm basically planning that that is not going to happen. So it's always worth remembering when I go through drafts, especially at this stage of the season, that people have different team value. So you might look at my team and it might be unaffordable, in which case you'll have to take some of the cheaper options in certain positions. And I'll talk about that as I go. You also might have more money than I do to spend. Maybe you've got on some of these players earlier. Maybe you just built up more money earlier in the season, whatever it might be. You may be able to go for different players. This is not to say that this is the ultimate wildcard draft. And I should also say straight away, I have built this draft with the idea that I wouldn't have Haaland in game week 17 because I think he's going to miss it. And therefore, you wouldn't need him back until game week 19 or 20 because he's blanking in 18. And maybe you take the risk in game week 19 of not having him. I will at the end go through a draft with Haaland. And I'll also talk about what my plan would be to get him back with this draft. So the two goalkeepers I've gone for are Dubravka and Raya. But I've got to be honest, having looked at wildcard drafts for game week 17, the goalkeeper spots are really difficult to say that these are the best two. I think when lots of us wildcarded in game weeks 8 or 10, it was kind of obvious at the time to go for Ariola and Turner. Even though it hasn't worked out, that was probably what most people did. Some might have gone for Leno, etc. But this week it's really difficult because... There's been talks about Dubravka carrying a shoulder injury. Now he's apparently ill ahead of the Champions League game against AC Milan. Now you'll have seen that squad before you have to make any final decisions. But he's not exactly perfect. Turner lost his place. Now has he got it back? We don't know how long that might be for. Um, Ariola's back down to 4.2 million. And if he gets his place back and he's back soon, I still think that's a good price despite how bad the West Ham defence have been. But there's obviously some risk involved there. And then with Raya, he's nearly 5 million. Is that too expensive for a goalkeeper? You know, could you go for Martinez instead at Aston Villa? Either way, I've got an Arsenal and an Aston Villa defender in my draft. So that's a double up. And who do you go if you go cheaper? Pickford, but the fixtures aren't great. Leno, but I don't massively rate the Fulham defence either. It's really tricky, right? I just think that Arsenal's fixtures long-term are pretty good. And I don't necessarily... It's not that I wouldn't want it, but I don't necessarily see a need to have the double up with Saliba and Gabriel or even, or even Saliba and Zinchenko. Therefore, I've gone for Raya. But I don't know. Maybe Martinez for Aston Villa is the better selection and you just get rid of your Aston Villa defender instead. So I am. I, I really wish I could sit here and say to you, these are the best two to go for. But I think it's really difficult. And the other one to consider as well is... Sanchez at Chelsea if Pochettino passes him fit is he then an option as well at 4.7 because the Chelsea fixtures are pretty good and I do think there's slight issues with most of their defenders in terms of minutes that you probably wouldn't want to take the risk apart from Colwell 
and I'll come on to him in a minute. So if Sanchez is past fit for game week 17, he might be the one to go for. But I wouldn't sit here and argue against anyone that just wants to go for Jordan Pickford because at 4.4 million, he is the cheapest goalkeeper that doesn't have any slight issues attached. Because even if Dubravka's fit, who knows if Newcastle will go and buy another goalkeeper in January, maybe on loan, whatever it could be. Whereas with Pickford, you know he's not losing his place unless he's injured. And yes, the fixtures are tough. They've got to play Man City twice between now and game week 24, for example. They've also got to play Spurs twice in that in that period and Aston Villa. You know he's going to get saves in those games. And could they nick the odd clean sheet? Possibly. I, I just look at those fixtures and I just couldn't do it. So I think if you've got the money to spend a little bit more, then you could look at players like Rea or Martinez. If you've got loads of money and you really want to do it to yourself, you could go for Edison at 5.5. Um, because you could cover him during the blank in 18 with probably with Dubravka. I don't know. Like Edison, the Man City fixtures are great. And I do think, I think people always say he's either a two or a six point goalkeeper, but there's always going to be the odd week where he doesn't get that. He got four against Aston Villa, seven against Man United. It is possible for him to get different scores, but he can also be so frustrating because the Man City defense is great. By the time you get to the end of the season, they will be one of the teams that's conceded the lowest amount of goal or, you know, in and around the lowest amount of goals. But they always seem to find a way to just concede one. And that obviously wipes the clean sheet. So, I don't know. The Man City fixtures are great. I just don't know if I could bring myself to put Edison in. But he is definitely an option as well. So, that's all I can really say on goalkeepers. I think it's one of the hardest positions to choose from on wildcard this week. Uh, In terms of the defenders, I've gone for Kyle Walker, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Pedro Porro, William Saliba, and Esri Konza. Now, I do like... And a cheap Aston Villa defender because they have got some pretty good fixtures coming up. And Konza is the cheapest you're going to get this. I would say is absolutely nailed. Diego Carlos is a little bit cheaper at 4.4. But I'd have slight concerns at some point that he might get rested. I don't think that's going to happen right now. But he has also had injury concerns in the past. So I would probably pay the extra 0.1 for Konza. If you've got the extra money, then Pau Torres might be slightly better. But I don't know if there's enough in it to really worry about but they've got Sheffield United at home in 18 Burnley at home in 20 Sheffield United away in 23 they've got Forest at home in 26 Luton away in 27 Fulham away in 25 like they're not all guaranteed clean sheets but for a cheap bench option that you can use when needed I think Aston Villa is probably where I would go and if the choice is between Aston Villa and Chelsea I would just go for the nailed on players from Aston Villa I'm not completely against going for Colwell but um it would be as well as an Aston Villa defender, I think, instead, rather than instead of. With Saliba, he is quite pricey now. He is 5.5 million. So if you're not already on him, he is quite expensive to get. I think the fixtures for Arsenal long-term are really good. I would want an Arsenal defender in there. It's up to you whether you want to go for the double up. But Gabriel is a lot cheaper. I think he's 4.9. I'm just going to check this now, just in case I'm saying the wrong thing. Yeah, he's 4.9. So there's a 0.6 million difference. I think if you're struggling for cash, you downgrade Saliba to Gabriel and you just take the risk. He's been benched once in recent times. That was game week 10 against Sheffield United at home when he wanted that. Well, sorry, when Arteta wanted to rest him, he keeps playing outside of that. And I think for that money difference, it's probably worth the risk. Um, Pedro Porro is a, he'd be must have for me. The, the interesting thing about Porro is I'm kind of talking about him as if he's essential. And I don't think that's the case, right? And he hasn't actually scored above seven points all season. But I think if you watch him, you know he is capable of doing more than what he has so far. And I think the fixtures are pretty good for Spurs coming up. A lot of people are going to say 
is it worth going through doggy instead and by the way this video for wildcard there's a lot of options so i'm going to be talking about a lot of different players hopefully you can follow along um is Udoggy worth the 0.6 million save? And I think in that case, Poro is worth it over Udoggy, more so than Saliba is over Gabriel, if that makes sense. So I do really like him. I think you could go for Udoggy if you're really struggling for cash. People might look at the double up. The only thing I would say is um, Udoggy's on four yellow cards, so he might get suspended soon. The other thing is, um, I was checking, Romero's also on four yellow cards because I play Sky Fantasy and I've got him in that, which I won't go into. That is also a potential problem soon. And if they lost Romero, they're back down to having neither of their first choice centre backs again. And obviously, Doggy might miss out as well. So I don't think Spurs' chance of clean sheets are massively high with the fixtures they've got, but I still think they're good enough that Pedro Porro is definitely worth it. And then with Man City, I've gone for Carl Walker because he's played every single game. Now, We've been here plenty of times before. You pick the Man City player that's nailed on and they suddenly become not nailed anymore. And there's always a risk of that. But Kyle Walker is probably your best bet at the best price. I wouldn't risk it with a Kanji. I wouldn't necessarily pay the extra for um, Diaz or anything like that. And I think because you're wildcarding, you absolutely should have a squad that can cover you when Walker blanks in game week 18. And the fixtures are just so good outside of that. Palace at home, Everton away, Sheffield United at home, Newcastle away a bit tougher in 21. Then it's Burnley at home, Brentford away, Everton at home. There are lots of potential for clean sheets over those fixtures that Man City have. Some people, I guess the other defenders to look at are kind of Ake, Vardy, I just probably wouldn't take the risk. John Stones maybe because he's the same price as Walker, but he's not played many minutes this season. I think they will manage him. And I also think that, People see him moving into midfield and assume that he's really attacking, but that's not really the case. The numbers don't suggest that, and they didn't really suggest it last season either. So I think I would just go for the security of Kyle Walker instead. And then lastly, I've got Trent Alexander-Arnold in. Now, if you want an easier route back to Haaland, you probably shouldn't go for Trent. And I also don't think that he's so good that you should be compromising in other areas. This is if you've got the money and you're willing to go without Haaland in game week 17 because he is a big differential. But I still stand by the fact that the fixtures coming up just aren't as good as the ones they've had. I think that's not even a discussion, right? They're not as good. Whether or not he can keep returning is a different question, and maybe he can. But United at home, Arsenal at home, Burnley away is not bad, Newcastle at home. At least three of the next four are at home, but they're all fixtures where they could concede. Then they've got Bournemouth away doing well at the moment, Chelsea at home, Arsenal away. I... I don't know. I think Trent is good on wildcard because you've got the money to do it. But if you're really struggling for cash or you want an easier route back to Haaland, I would just go with that. And that is probably where I would put someone like Colwell. Um, I think Colwell's minutes are probably mostly okay, but there is still way too much rotation in that Chelsea backline for me to get too excited about it. But if Kukurea is injured, or if Kukure is going to have to play right back because Reese James is injured and Gusto isn't back yet, then Colwell's minutes at left back should be pretty good. So I think that's quite an expensive defence. I mean, all those players apart from Konza are over 5 million. And I think with Walker and Poro, it's hard to compromise at their in their respective teams. But Saliba could be Gabriel and Trent could just be Colwell and suddenly you've got a lot more money to spend. So the midfielders that I've chosen for this wildcard draft are actually the same five that I have in my non-wildcard team, but there are definitely a couple of those picks that are up for discussion. 
and that if you had different preferences or maybe you got a bit more money to spend you don't want to go for Trent Alexander-Arnold I probably would look to move them to other players so I'll come on to those in a minute that is mostly Cole Palmer and Anthony Gordon they could be changed to other players the other three picks Salah, Son and Saka I think if I was wildcard in this week, they would probably be locked in for me. I know Salah's obviously going to African Cup of Nations, Son's going to the Asia Cup, but they've still got four game weeks before that happens. And if you look at the fixtures they've got, with the doubts around Haaland, even if Pep said that Haaland is available, I'm not sure many people would want to risk that in terms of captaincy. You might want to keep him in that situation, but you'd probably still want to captain someone else, or at least that's how I would be thinking. And Salah against Man United at home is just not an issue. Man United in the Champions League lost again last night to Bayern Munich. They also lost Maguire and Luke Shaw to injuries. We'll have to wait and see how long they might be out for. But I think for Liverpool at home against Man United, it's a really good time to play them. So Salah looks like a good captain this week. Less so in 18, I would say, because he's playing Arsenal at home. Really good defence. You've got Watkins against Sheffield United, uh, Son against Everton at home as well. But in game week 19... Burnley away in a fixture where there is a quick turnaround, but Salah always plays. He's probably also the best captain that week. So he's a obvious pick for me, even though he's going to African Cup of Nations. And similarly with Son, Forest away, Everton at home, Brighton away, Bournemouth at home. Most of those fixtures are pretty good for an attacker that's on penalties that's probably going to play them all. So that's no doubt in my mind. I would definitely have those two players. With Saka, look, I think again, some people always think like I'm talking about him like he's essential and that is definitely not the case he's also nine million now so if you weren't on him early he is getting quite expensive but i just think the fixtures outside of liverpool away in 18 still look pretty good for an attacker i think i think the view how people view saka is that he hasn't done that well this season or not done enough but actually he's got 13 attacking returns in 15 matches because he missed game week eight against man city and when you look at uh, sorry all midfielders He's third best behind Salah and Son. And if you think about later on in January when we get rid of Salah and Son or potentially get rid of at least one of them, if not both, I think in terms of overall midfielders you'd be looking at to have in your team, Saka's going to be right up there as one of the best picks. So those three would be non-negotiable. I think with Palmer, he is on four yellows, so, so that's a bit of a worry. But on wildcard, you know, wildcard in the week that Chelsea have Sheffield United at home, I would want a piece of that fixture. And then they got Wolves away, Palace at home, Luton away, Fulham at home. The next five on paper are pretty good. So I would probably take the risk on Cole Palmer, even though he's on four yellow cards, because you've got the squad to deal with that in game week 18. I would be a little bit worried about yellow card situations, though, especially if you're going for Man City players, because they definitely blank in 18. And if you then line up with a bunch of players that are also on four yellow cards, you might just wildcard into four or five blanks in game week 18 so just be wary of that but i think cole palmer is still pretty good value um and then anthony gordon look the next three for newcastle are decent are they looking a bit tired at the moment yes have they still got a pretty tough fixture schedule yes but i just think fulham at home looting away forest at home for his price is pretty decent but it is worth saying he wasn't seen in training yesterday for their champions league game now, it might be that he's played a lot of minutes, so they're giving him a bit of time off. We don't know. We'll see that squad against AC Milan. And if he's in it, great. That means he's probably going to be fine for game week 17. But that is worth taking note of. If you want to go the Trent route, then obviously you need someone that's Gordon's price or below. So you could go for Douglas Louise. <laughs> if you really want to go for someone like him on penalties with good fixtures coming up. 
And although he's suspended in game week 17, he would be back for game week 18 and he would have had his five yellow card suspension then. And also it's worth saying that even though I've got those five midfielders, for game week 17, I'm actually playing a 3-4-3 and Gordon is on the bench. So benching Louise instead and having him back for 18 definitely wouldn't necessarily be the end of the world. I do think if you're going for Palmer and Gordon, then at their price or below, the options are quite limited. Like you could go for Huang at Wolves, but obviously he's also on four yellow cards. There's not really too many options kind of below that price point that I would want to look at. Maybe from Fulham, like William or Iwobi, someone like that. But I think in most cases, if I was ditching someone like Gordon, I'd probably want to spend a bit more money and the way that I would do that is probably just get rid of Trent. So maybe put in someone like Colwell um, instead from Chelsea or any other cheap defender that you want to go for. And all of a sudden that gives you 9.7 million to spend on that midfield slot. You don't have to go all the way up to that price point. But someone like Sterling, for example, at 7.1, uh, have double Chelsea attack against Sheffield United, although they're both on yellow cards, Palmer and Sterling. You could just go for Jared Bowen as well. Now, I think Bowen is still... A really solid option at 7.7. Wolves at home, Man United at home, Arsenal away, Brighton at home, Sheffield United away, Bournemouth at home. I don't think that's a bad fixture run. I think outside of Brighton, uh, sorry, Arsenal away, most of those fixtures are okay. So he was probably where I would go. If I had the extra money, I would want Bowen in that midfield instead. And personally, I do think Trent is a great differential at the moment. But if the choice is between Colwell, who I wouldn't have to play every week anyway, because I've got four other solid defenders, and Bowen, or Trent and Gordon, especially if Gordon's a bit of a doubt, and that means I've maybe got to go to Douglas Louise. I think I prefer the Bowen and Colwell setup, to be honest with you. But as always, it's your team. You can go with whatever you like. So that's the midfield. Salason and Saka definitely in. I'd probably take the risk on Palmer. Anthony Gordon up for discussion. And then the three that I've gone for up front are Julian Alvarez, Dominic Solanke, and Ollie Watkins. I think with Watkins in particular, he would be a definite. If I was wildcarding this week, there's no way he wouldn't be in the squad. I think Brentford away is a good fixture at the moment. Brentford have got a lot of injuries. It's Sheffield United at home in game week 18. He's going to be one of the top captain options. And then after that, you've got a run of Man United away, Burnley at home, Everton away, Newcastle at home. You're not really worried about any of those fixtures with Watkins. Then it's Sheffield United again away from home, Man United at home, Fulham away, Forest at home, Luton away. Basically, you put Watkins in now. He is staying in your team until you next wild card. And obviously at that point, you can decide whether or not to keep him in that draft or get rid of him. But for now, he's such an easy pick. I think looking at the draft that I've come up with, the non-negotiables for me would be Porro, an Arsenal defender, whether that's Saliba or Gabriel, uh, Saka, Son and Salah, and then Watkins up front. I'd probably have Solanke in my final draft as well if I was wildcarding this week, but he's not as essential to me as Watkins would be. But I still think he looks great. I discussed on my team selection video last week about the possibility of going Solanke instead of Gordon and kind of restructuring my squad. In the end, it was just too much to do. But on a wild card, you can do that in one week, right? You can just change everything around that you want. And I just think with Luton at home, who is away? Forest away in 18 and Fulham at home in 19. Solanke just looks like a really good option for the next three. And as I've already discussed this week, if you have to hold on to him longer, it's really not a big issue for a player that has good underlying stats and is always going to play 90 minutes for you. So I really like him as a pick, and he'd almost certainly be in my final wildcard draft as well. And then for the last spot, I've gone for Julian Alvarez. And the thinking is, if you're going to go for a no Haaland draft, it's because he's a doubt for 17. And if that's the case, Alvarez will play as the number nine. 
and he'd probably be on penalties and it just makes him a much better option his minutes would be better as well and also the reason that i'd be keen to go no harlan if he's a doubt for 17 is because there's no guarantee he'll be back for 19 it's it's probably the most likely thing that's going to happen but if you miss 19 as well you've got alvarez for that playing as the number nine so i just think he would be the one that i would go for as the third option up front and then the route back to harland would be alvarez out harland in you could sell solanke or watkins instead but i think for most people they would sell alvarez and then you sell salad down to a 5.8 million midfielder now to be honest with you i'm not sure how happy i would be about having a 5.8 million midfielder palmer and gordon so i'm not convinced that i would end up with trent alexander arnold obviously you can decide which players you like in and around those price points but i think i'd rather go to someone like colwell instead in defense and then just have a lot more money to spend on the midfield so in game week 20 if harlan was back for sheffield united at home i would sell salah before he plays newcastle at home probably to someone like jared bowen not a not a lock but someone like him and then obviously harlan would come in as well and you'd still have 1.7 million to spend elsewhere and what i would say is a pretty solid squad right um i i would i would just say think about whether you're comfortable selling salah before he goes away to african cup of nations obviously from game week 21 it's a lot easier he's going to actually miss matches but are you going to be happy selling him before newcastle at home there is some risk there right with this team if harlan's back for 19 you're possibly got no harlan for everton away and then no salah for newcastle at home because you're going to need to sell him to get back to harlan if you're not comfortable doing that you should not set up your squad in this way, right? This is only for people that think they can kind of cope with that. And if you're the type of manager that thinks, well, if I sell Salah before Newcastle, what if he gets a hatchet? What if he gets 20 points? I'd probably say set up your team in a slightly different way. If you're someone that looks at it and thinks, well, Salah could, of course, get me a return and maybe he gets eight to 10 points, but Harlan's got Sheffield United. That's just a much better option. And before game week 20, I'm going to get extra points by not having Haaland in my squad. Then maybe you're someone that can cope with that decision a little bit better. So yeah, this is the draft that I came up with. Personally, I think I would drop Trent to have more money to spend elsewhere. But it really depends what you're comfortable with. The six players I've already spoken about would be absolutely nailed. I'd preferably want a Man City defender if I could. I still think Cole Palmer's worth the risk. Solanke is great too. And I think Villa have got some nice fixtures to have a cheap defender on the bench. I think that looks look uh, that looks pretty solid, but let's talk about what the draft would be if Haaland was fit and available. So I had a much harder time picking a squad with both Salah and Haaland than I thought I would. And I think the reason is when you're on wildcard, you obviously want the best players in all positions that you can get, but you also don't want any compromises or any issues kind of down the line. You want to minimize them as much as possible. Whereas when you're not on wildcard, like for my own team, for example, I've got Haaland and Salah without any issues, but that's because I've got Charlie Taylor and I'm just going to carry him through. I've got Matty Cash, who's lost his place, and I'm just going to deal with that. I've got Ariola and Dubravka, and I'm sitting there thinking, that's not great, but do I really want to spend another transfer on a goalkeeper? Whereas on wildcard, you want to fix all those issues. So from the squad that I just talked about, I've done Alvarez to Haaland. I've done Gordon to McAtee, who's a 4.4 million midfielder from Sheffield United. I've got rid of Trent for Colwell. I've gone from Saliba to Gabriel, Raya to Pickford, and I'm still short by 0.7 million to have both Salah and Harden with all those other compromises that I've already made. So one easy way to do it would be to get rid of Carl Walker for someone 
or below. You could carry through like a Charlie Taylor or someone like that if you wanted to, but I don't think that's the ideal thing to do on a wild card. So I'm actually wondering whether Saka needs to go, right? To have really good options elsewhere. And yes, some weeks you're going to leave points on the bench, but overall you're going to be able to manage situations when there's injuries and suspensions a lot better. Now, I don't really want to get rid of Saka, but I do wonder if that's the best way to do it. Like you could put Bowen in instead. You could even put, let me just put Kyle Walker back a second. Yeah, see, that would still only give you 0.7 million to spend on that slot that used to be Anthony Gordon. What if we put it down to Sterling instead, 7.1? You've still only got 5.3. I'm not quite sure where I would go with this. I think it's really tough. I think the reason that a lot of people without wildcard are finding it easier is because they don't have Watkins, Solanke, and Harlan. They have cheaper players in midfield. And once you have that spot up front, it just takes more money out of your team. So perhaps you do need to go to someone like Douglas Louise, which I, <laughs> I'm just not the biggest fan of. And then you can have Gordon. And then you've got 0.7 million to spend, which I guess is what I talked about just a minute ago, having those three slots, Gordon, Palmer, and Douglas Louise. But I just don't, I just don't know how happy I would be with that. I guess down the line in game week 20 or 21, when you're selling the likes of Salah and Son, you've got a bit more money to spend. And maybe at that point, you upgrade those positions. But I think it's quite a tough call. And if I'm honest, I'm not 100% sure what I would do in that situation. I'd probably keep making downgrades until I got the team that I wanted. But there's just not really too many more to make. You've probably gone for the cheapest goalkeeper combination you can without any issues, to, uh, sorry, without, you know, uh, putting yourself in a position where you might not have a goalkeeper, so Dubravka and Pickford, you've got Gabriel and Konza, I mean, Carl Walker could still go in this situation, maybe, but then you're losing your Man City defender, which doesn't feel ideal either, so I guess you could put, I don't know, you could put, let's just put Udogi in there for now, not necessarily someone I would want to go for, but let's just put him in, that gives you 1.2 million to spend in your midfield, and maybe you just get rid of that Douglas Louise spot. I don't know. Take a punt on Richarlison at 6.6 .6 million. Now, I can't guarantee you that he's going to keep playing. But I think when Song goes to Asia Cup, he'll play for sure. And he might get good minutes over the next couple of games. You'd have to take your doggy out, though. Because, obviously, you can't have four Spurs players. So you'd have Pari, Richarlison, and Son. So maybe you pick a 5 million defender. This is why I, I genuinely think, if you're on wildcard this week, you want Haaland to be out and you want to build a team without him and you just want to take that sacrifice later that you've got to sell Salah in game week 20. And I just think you forget about the worst case scenario of 20 points and go for the most likely of 8 to 10, but you've made so many more points outside of that. And obviously later on, you're going to want Salah back, but you just worry about it at that time. So I think if there's any doubts about Haaland, I would go without him because talking this through while recording and trying to figure out how to make a Salah and Haaland draft without any other compromises, it's just not there. So let me know down in the comments below, what are you doing? Are you having Haaland and Salah or are you just going to go for one of them? In which case, presumably it's going to be Salah and you're going to not risk Haaland. If you have enjoyed that video and you found it somewhat useful, please do give it a like and hit that subscribe button. Rate five stars if you listen on podcasts. I'm not going to promise to do a wildcard video every week for the remaining weeks that you can use it because the turnarounds and the deadlines over Christmas are just not ideal. There will not be a wildcard video in 18, maybe in 19, 20, I'm not sure. But I don't think that the team will be much different to what I've spoken about now outside of the things that I've already discussed that I won't go through again. So thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. 
and I'll catch you again tomorrow for team selection. Sports Social Podcast Network.